and it's going to go a little something like this. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on Wed Talk. Today, we are graced with the presence of Renee Poole, who is partner and GM at House of Hoff. And she is also the president of NACE, which is very fitting once I tell you what our topic is later. Uh, <laughs> Renee, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm just so excited to have you here. We've been talking about this for a hot minute and we've talked so many times in between. And so thankfully we got a lot of our catch up stuff out of the way. Um, I would like to, I saw you, um, cause we're on zoom right now. saw your little coffee and I like to typically start with like a little cheers at the beginning. So fake virtual okay. distance, long distance cheers. Click. <laughs> what is cheers. your, what's your coffee drink of choice today? Uh, today, um, just a medium blend, medium roast from the, uh, barista house of Keurig. Um, oh, yeah. Keurig. <laughs> I was being French. Um, <laughs> and I have, uh, it was the, it's the Green Mountain and it is delicious. Very nice. What are you sipping on? I went with, just because it's kind of like hot and muggy today, um, a blonde cold brew. Ooh, nice, nice. Can't go wrong. Cannot go wrong with that. Coffee is still important. I saw one of those little graphs uh, that somebody makes. I forget who it was. I wish I could give them credit where it shows like importance of different things uh, during the quarantine and coffee was like at the I've highest point <laughs> all the way across. Like there was no change before and after, but like increase in lack of pants or um, <laughs> decrease in uh, going outside or whatever. Increased wine consumption. Exactly. Alcohol <laughs> consumption. That was another one that has uh, sharply increased, uh, but nothing is still top coffee. Coffee's getting us through. Um, Really what, I, what I like to start uh, each episode with is how do we know each other? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I feel like my, all of my memories, or most I should say, of my memories involving our earliest connections are take place in the House of Hop office. Um, just from you coming and, you know, whether that's bringing treats or placing orders or you know, having just stopping by because you're in the area. I feel like a lot of our time has been spent here. Um, and one of my favorite memories too is when we, um, our Boomtown Coffee. Because again, coffee is life. Because <laughs> coffee is life. Yeah, I I was trying to think of myself and I could not place the exact moment in which we met, but we have had many, many path crossings at the House of Hoff location. And yeah, whether it was me just using it as a place, which I love that the place uh, has become a little like, hey, if I'm in the area, just pop in like either for my lunch just to say hi or, you know, after lunch, afternoon, just like co-work because I'm one of those people and, you know, referencing my co-working uh, episode from before that uh, I work by myself typically. You know, I'm somebody who already does the work from home thing consistently, but I still get those glimmers of, you know, oh, we have a, you know, weekday networking thing, or I 
have the rehearsal and then the wedding on Saturday and then I'm in front of whole like 200 people and so I get a whole bunch of human interaction even though like during the week I've been pretty solo or even maybe like a floral consult something in the middle but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you guys have created this lovely little outlet for me to just find human interaction regularly. And now it just uh, sucks a little bit that that has been taken away. But it's all, it's all for the good, all for the good of all of health and humanity. So And something to look forward to. Yes, to get back to that. Yeah. Um, although I just heard that like apparently we won't be able to shake hands again ever after this, but it's fine. Oh, it's so what fine. is like the new form of... We should figure that out right now. <laughs> um, like air, the elbow tap or... Elbow tap, the air... I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of the Air 5. Do we go back to curtsying and bows? Like, could we bring <gasps> that back? Let's bring curtsy bow back. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, next time I see you, it's going down. Literally, I am going to go down. I'm going to bow. I'm curtsy, <laughs> just like they did, Pride and Prejudice style. Love it. Done and done. I'm glad we've <laughs> solved this crisis so easily. When we come out of this, you can thank Renee and myself for figuring out how to not ever pass on anything ever again when you meet somebody new. Bow You're welcome. You're welcome, world. So I had foreshadowed our topic uh, today is networking, uh, mm -hmm. the importance of it, why we love it, why we like it. So this is going to be a more, uh, if you're a vendor or if you're someone who is an entrepreneur, this episode might be a little bit more pertinent to you. Uh, but if you are, you know, a bride or groom planning your wedding and you are in a profession, which you probably are if you're working, uh, you can probably pick up some um, tips and pointers on the benefits of networking within your certain industry. So I guess it's for everybody, but more poignant to vendors and um, solo entrepreneurs. Definitely. And even, even so for couples getting married, I think it's a kind of cool insight as to um, just the inner workings of the network of the vendors that they're selecting and yeah. the fact that they do either work with each other, or, you know, come across each other in the, in the industry. Cause, um, I know for couples that I've worked with in the past, that's always been such a cool revelation that vendors have collaborated before, or, you know, it's not the first time that they're making that connection. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, uh, since you are uh, president of NACE of Houston, I feel like I would love to hear your input on what networking means to you. That's a great, intricate question. Um, You're welcome. Hard-hitting journalism <laughs> yes. over here. Ooh, hit me with the good <laughs> one first. I love it. Um, I just think no matter what stage of your life, what point of your career, whether you're in college, fresh out of college, whether you're a little bit more tenured and potentially looking for a new track in your career, there's never, networking is never going to be a disservice for you. There's always connections to be made. There's always uh, relationships to be had. I am always trying to tell more so the kids coming out of college and the, and the newly graduated students, um, you know, no, you never know where networking can take you. And a lot of times people will um, think that it's, it's meant to be specific or purposeful and that, you know, oh, I only want to network with this one person to see what I can get out of them or, or I'm looking for X, Y, Z in a job. And so I need to focus on this, but it's, you never want to turn away a face value 
you know, of, of connecting with someone because you never know where that could take them. Absolutely. Take them. Um, I think when you said, you know, just seeking out one person, because if you're seeking out one person, that's just like a mentorship. You're just looking to sure. get one-on-one, which can spring out of, you know, networking, but the, uh, it's, it's a net. I mean, the internet, like it's just this wide cast opportunity for you to come across so many things. And uh, I think I touched on it in my intro episode of how I became a wedding planner, one of the organizations that I found super beneficial when I was getting started was the Rising Tide Society. And they have their you know monthly meeting Tuesdays together. And I found that to be super helpful that I just, I mean, initially the organization was started by a group of photographers. So every time I've gone, it was usually always photographer heavy. Sure. Uh, but then they opened it up to, it was specifically just wedding photographers and then they opened up to all wedding vendors and then all entrepreneurs. And, and so a lot of the times when I went, everybody would be going around introducing themselves and they'd be like, I'm so-and-so of so-and-so photography. And I'd be like, I'm a planner. And then <laughs> afterwards, everyone would talk to me. Yeah. Um, and it was great. And I, and I felt like I got a lot of connections. I found some services that I never thought existed or would have known where to even start looking because people have an interest or a passion in wanting to do something like that. So it's been a great resource for me to be able to have that in my arsenal for when couples are asking for, you know, X, Y, and Z, I can be like, actually, I know exactly where to get X, Y, and Z for Fancy. you. <laughs> um, yes, and I think one of my favorite things too is, is not only the connections that you make, but that you're able to make for other people, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be you knowing more vendors in the industry to then connect your couples with that exact look they're going for, or whether it be, you know, someone who contacts us, who's looking for, you know, we're not necessarily recommending all sorts of vendors like vendors, like planners are as a linen company. But if they're saying like, Oh, we're looking for this specialty, um, rental item or this specialty bar product, you know, we have that ability to kind of point them in the right direction without just, you know, having that, sorry, can't help you. Yeah. So this is something that I think uh, my next question coming up is good for you to speak to because for me getting started, I think my biggest problem is cost and startup of like just getting started, like, okay, I'm branching out, start a business by myself. Uh, and I think one of the biggest reasons why I have yet to participate in a larger, uh, like national group, like a NACE, like, um, ILEA, just doing that comes with a certain price tag. Um, and I have in my mind, haven't been able to get past the, like, the cost benefit of like, oh, well, I still run into all these people at other events. So mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about the the benefits of making that investment for those certain networking groups or speak to yeah. that, please. Sure, absolutely. So Houston currently um, has a couple different professional organizations. Um, there's NACE, the National Association for Catering Executives or Catering and Events now, um, ILEA, the International Live Event Association, MPI, Meeting Professional International, and AWP, the Association of Wedding Professionals. And so when, you know, you're, that's a very valid question. When that question is posed, um, I first off say that each association has something different to offer. So there is no one association. Can do it all. 
can do it all exactly or that's right for every person um you know each each one has an international reach one is you know meeting based one is wedding planner based one you know um one is more all-encompassing so it really depends on first of all what you're looking for to get out of that association um which is hugely important um Next, I would definitely encourage a lot of these, um, and, and especially NACE, just knowing the inner workings, have opportunities for potential members to see what being a member would be like. You know, whether that's attending a special meeting that they have, or getting a discounted ticket to one of the fundraisers, or mm-hmm. being featured in a special way that kind of gives you insight into what um, the member value is of purchasing that membership. Um, you know, there are, like you said, there's, there's national dues, there's program fees, um, but it all feeds into the members. So all, all of that, you know, the dues and the, and the fundraising efforts and all of that is given back to the membership tenfold, whether that be the opportunity to see a great speaker that you normally wouldn't, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether that's, uh, um, scholarships to the educational conference for continued education yep. that national every year so it truly is giving back that member value and of course you can attend programs as a non-member and and still be a part of that community but Mm -hmm. the transition into member again featured differently with each organization um, is just so much more strong and and it just kind of supports that continued community it puts you in front of other members yeah that's great <clears throat> to hear uh, in kind of understanding a little bit more of the depths and underworkings of that, um, especially for trying to figure out what your money would be going towards and understanding what that's going to get you. So you would say if you were new to the game or if you've been in the game for a bit, but you're wanting to branch out or grow your network, you would say, I think the first thing you pointed at was there are different groups and each one offers a different kind of, you know, outcome or a different purpose. So you would say to research the groups first and find out what their main shtick is essentially. Absolutely. Um, yes. All, all different groups, you know, while essentially the same core, um, you know, associations mm-hmm. in the events industry, um, they all focus on different things. And so it's truly you as a professional seeking out something from this association will get the most out of something that speaks back to you. You know, so if, if a resume builder is what you're looking for, then maybe um, something that's less involved, you know, with a meeting once a month, then, you know, that's it. Versus if you're looking to get more involved, maybe some of those associations that have, you know, community service initiatives and fundraising efforts and, you know, the opportunity to be a little bit more hands-on, yeah, um, might be what's best for you. So it's it truly do your homework um, because that's at the end of the day how you'll get the most out of your membership. Mm-hmm. So but to your point, there are also many ways to network without having to dive in to that right away. Correct, which is what I did. But I want to be very clear that while there may be quote unquote the word free networking, it's never actually free. That so many people like to think, oh, there's no price tag attached to it. But some of those groups that you attend or go to, it requires you to one, physically get there. So your time and gas, which uh, as we both know in Houston, sometimes takes you a minute to get from point A to point B. Um, 
And then oftentimes it's meeting at a coffee shop, meeting at a uh, restaurant and we've booked a private room or something for people to meet in. And so there's like a slight added pressure of like, oh, I should probably order some food because they're letting us use this lovely room. And so there are things that come out of those quote unquote free networking meetings that are costs. And, and while they may be smaller to begin with, that you can kind of like push your foot in the door in understanding how networking works and kind of, you know, when things are free, there is a certain, you know, it only goes so far because of, you know, like you said, getting pe- like speakers or, you know, having events or coordinating certain things that like you do need those funds to be able to do some of that fun stuff. And, um, and so just want to make that point that while it's a great start and that it's free, it's not free. <laughs> exactly. And like you said, on a, on a cost comparison, you know, time is your biggest and most valuable thing. So yeah. um, is it going to be something that, you know, as I mentioned, speaks to you in the best way possible? Is it, is it the best use of your time? Are you getting in front of the right people that you need to go down whichever track, you know, mm-hmm. you're trying to. So I will share my experience and why I have yet to partake in larger groups is because I was part of one of those larger groups when I worked at a venue and attended those events. And it was great. Hunky-dory, had a great time, would attend with the other people that came from the event or from the venue. And then when I decided to branch off on my own, I went to one of those more like, I guess, bigger networking events held by one of those organizations. And I came and they were like, oh, you're with the venue. And I was like, actually, no, I have decided to branch out and start planning. And there was a member there that told me, well, there are too many planners in Houston and that good luck. And so... I just caught, happened to catch the one conversation with the one person who didn't necessarily maybe have the best attitude about it. Um, Because again, me coming from the mindset of attending those other meetings where it's like community over competition, a rising tide lifts all boats, like everybody wins. I had one person say like, okay, well, good luck. You're not welcome here essentially was the vibe that I got. And so from that moment, I was like, well, I guess that's how all of these are. Like, I guess everybody's like super clicky and I guess I shouldn't be a part of it. Well, and of um, course, even though that person maybe didn't rec or didn't, um, represent the organization, that was correct your of, of it outside. Cause like I said, clearly I had a great understanding and relationship working or attending and being part of it from the venue standpoint. But then as a solo person, all of a sudden there was a shift and like, Oh, you're not here with the venue. Oh, you're a planner. Oh, well, there's too many of you. So good luck. And I was very put off by it. And that's what's kind of kept me a little bit at arm's distance from like continuing to search that as a networking option or opportunity for me. So what would you say to someone like myself that would experience that coming into it for the first time as their own business or as their own person or entity outside from a previous experience or just attending for the first time and maybe getting one of those, uh, I don't want to say a bad egg, but just maybe caught that person on a a day where they maybe had somebody who got back to them and said that they chose another planner after they had a great consultation. And so they're like, ugh, that they weren't feeling successful that day, that they just happened to take it out on me. What do you say? Go. So it's, I mean, attending as 
an individual just out of college, just new to the city, new to your position, branching out on your own, it's definitely very daunting. Um, so I'm so sorry to hear that that was your first experience of that in that kind of, you know, community. It's hard because again, that person might not have been a representative of the association or what the association is about or what the Mm -hmm. community stood for at all. But again, that's the taste that you have in your mouth. And that is the impression that you took away from that evening. Um, so my, I encourage you to try again and I encourage you to speaking about NACE specifically, you know, kind of seeing that as an area of focus and a need. Um, We're constantly making sure that new people are welcomed. You're maybe paired with someone um, on the welcome committee who then takes you around and introduces you throughout the evening. And so um, focusing on, you know, there's an enhanced focus on uh, making sure that those initial touch points aren't just left, you know, to their own devices and that there is some sort of support system there. Well, that's Um, good to know because I didn't even think that there was even a person or position of like, hey, welcome, let me, you know, take you around. But I feel like it kind of makes sense because I know like my church, when I first started attending, there were just door greeters essentially that were like, you're a new face. I don't recognize you. Welcome. Let me, hey, do you, it's like um, uh, uh, on How I Met Your Mother. Have you met Ted? <laughs> and and that's the like vibe I felt. And that's why I, I still go to that church. Like I feel so connected because immediately it was like, uh, I just don't know you and you're going to be my friend now. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't even know that that existed. And I feel like, again, I attended a very large event that was hosted by that organization. So maybe they weren't focusing on that like greeter thing or maybe thought because I had been attending as the venue that I was still with the venue and didn't necessarily need the invite me show me around but that's a good thing to know that that exists because that would make me feel so much more welcome at coming back like you said because it's so daunting again whether you're just out of college you're just getting into a new industry um, or trying to figure out how to grow your own um, to know that you have a little like crutch per se when you walk in that you Mm -hmm. can come in and just be confident and ask like hey, I need some, I want to be shown around or I'd like to be, this is my first time, like being vocal about it. Would you say that that would be super helpful for people to do? Absolutely. And and feedback like yours is part of how those programs are developing is to Mm -hmm. hear things like that and kind of seeing the need for there to be that connection between, you know, a potential you know, new member and the community. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say moving to Houston when I did five years ago, joining an association was the first thing I did because I knew I wanted to be part of the industry. I wanted to help to spread why I was here, who I was working for, what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And of course you have some conversations that maybe don't click as, as much as others. Sure. They were so pivotal in helping me to get acclimated to the city, help me to get acclimated to the vendors, help me to, um, you know, really get a feel for the different players. And it, I, I think it would have been a completely different game changer had I not, mm-hmm. even a slower progression had I not, um, just because of being able to make those connections right off the bat. Yeah, I think that it is, is interesting that something that I've noticed in the wedding industry, that like through these networking groups, I think 
we have always had this mindset even before, you know, these quarantine times of we're all in this together. Like we all are in this super unique events industry that, you know, we don't have necessarily weekends per se. Like we have events that we're preparing for. We don't have normal schedules. We have, you know, later, you know, evening activities, like beyond just like a brief happy hour after hours that these like people at these networking things, like I mentioned before, like you are my outlet of people, my, my network, my, my friends. And I don't think too often in other industries and I could be, you know, speaking out of my butt right now, but I think that the wedding and event industry is pretty like unique in that people that attend these networking events, and the people that you hang out with and have like friends outside are a lot of people that are also in the industry and like, Cause I thought about like when I moved to Houston, I did the same thing. All my people that I really knew were people that I met wedding vendor wise and would hang out, grab coffees, go to dinners, like that's do true. stuff with. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's, that's so interesting because you, again, just pointed out when you moved, that was the first thing you did was to get planted. Would you say that a majority of your friends are industry related? Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's fun cause it kind of spans the entire industry. Like it's not like I'm in a, a linen gang with all the other <laughs> specialty rental people. Um, but I could just imagine how fabulous the linen gang would be, especially with, you know, all the fabrics that you guys have. Our you guys, textiles would just your textiles be- would be, your game would be on point. You'd like stroll up with like these capes that just like, and you could swoosh them around and just be so fabulous. Yes, I want to see that happen in an alternate universe, but not, but not here because you guys aren't a gang, but maybe Yo, yes. one day, I don't know. But <laughs> yes, to your point, you're not a gang. Yes, correct. So it's not, it's, it's nice because it's spread throughout the entire industry. There's caterers, there's, mm-hmm. you know, furniture rentals, there's venues, there's planners, there's, so it's, it's, and we find that we're also collaborating with each other. So it, it crosses the professional personal border, but not in a way that's too intrusive, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do want to say, I mean, there's, I don't want to sound like a broken record um, and make it seem like I'm continuously plugging one organization over the other. Cause I truly think that to fully benefit in the way that one would want to from joining. And like you said, from financially, from time, you know, perspective, mm-hmm. investing in something like that, you truly have to find what's right for you. Um, so whether that be Rising Tide, who's great, or whether that be AWP as a planner, MPI, ILEA, NACE, there's truly something for everyone um, that will help you get the best connections for you and your business. Yeah, I think it's almost like dating. It is weirdly like dating like finding the right fit what works best for you which group are you going to you know get the best connection with and there is no uh app for networking (laughs) i mean swipe but there's no like swipe oh let me get a little like rundown of this so where would you suggest people go to kind of dig in a little deeper into you know organizations just the website a facebook group reach out yes. to somebody from that organization, all of it? Yes, all of the okay. above. Um, I know a lot of the organizations right now um, through all of this uh, are, are staying very virtual. So offering virtual opportunities to connect um, with members and non-members alike, whether that be through um, Zoom conversations or, uh, 
you know, fun, interactive things via Instagram. So Mm. now's a great time to connect because everybody is so present on the social media platforms um, to stay relevant and to stay connected with those in the industry. Um, I think that's great, especially like right now, uh, mm-hmm. considering kind of the uncertainty of the events industry, because of course we are very non-essential <laughs> um, for day to day. We are definitely a, a luxury part of um, of life. And and so what are some things that you've seen? I know you just said some like either, you know, social networking kind of challenges or like Zoom meeting things. What are some of the things you, you're seeing out of, I guess, virtual networking? that have been positives? Oh gosh, I feel like there are many, many positives. Um, especially now more than ever, connections and relevancy and, um, you know, just being there for each other, not in a self-serving way, but in a, hey, I know exactly what you're going through. Let's get through this together. Um, because you know, I literally more- know exactly what you're going through. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's no person that isn't being affected by this in some way. And so I feel like that in itself kind of brings us together. Um, And so now more than ever, you know, we're trying to still make those connections and, and, you know, encourage networking through all of this. Um, But I've seen, you know, whether it be tune in live to a panel of event professionals talking through um, best practices or contract hmm. you know, negotiations, or whether it be, hey, comment here with your favorite recipe that you've, you know, found over this quarantine process, or, um, you know, sharing the menus of restaurants and of caterers who are still providing food services and giving them support that way. So there's definitely everyone is so plugged in in a great way right now that there's just so many opportunities to either be involved or support other people in any way that you can. That's awesome. Do you mm-hmm. think uh, coming out of this that, you know, you think membership's going to like soar because people are going to want that human interaction? I would like, I would absolutely love to put that into the universe. Well, we're putting <laughs> um, it out there. Putting it in the universe. More networking in person. <laughs> Um, I think the need for networking will be stronger than ever. Um, I think, you know, there's so many opportunities for educational sessions and webinars through all of this that the getting back to normal programming as it was with a speaker and a dinner service Mm -hmm. and sit down meal might be a little bit different in the fact that people are just going to want to have maybe a, a networking happy hour right out the gate where they can just connect with people and you know, bow and curtsy towards everyone since, you know, embracing might be out the, the new thing. <laughs> you know, I think I, I truly, from my personal feelings and just what I've been hearing of others, um, I can tell that that is going to be so poignant once all of this is over. I would, I would love to see that, that happen. Just Agreed. Figure out different, different uh, avenues in which to to get back together. And cause I, I guess that's the thing is that there's going to be no, and I keep seeing this and like, there's no back to normal anymore. There isn't going to be like the new normal is going to be something different. And we're all going to have to kind of explore and adapt and, and see what that looks like again, especially if it means like, Hey, CDC is recommending no more handshaking, but that's such like a business thing. Or like when you meet someone, that's what's formal. That's what's like what we has been ground into our brains. And so uh, for us to also have that kind of, you know, oh, we're, we must interact with people. Like we have to do it a certain way. Like this is showing that 
it doesn't have to necessarily fit a certain mold in order for us to still get something out of it and still just get that interaction. And so I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I am too. And I think a lot of people are as well. Very eager. Very, very eager. So uh, now I want to open the floor. If you have any topics any, uh, outside of networking, something that, because I, a lot of the questions that I sometimes ask when guests are on is, you know, is there anything you want like vendors to know in the industry that they should know about like linens in the rental game or anything you want wished clients would know about linens in the rental game? Just something that you would love to throw out education wise that would make a vendor be a better vendor interacting with you, a client being a better client interacting with you, or just a pet peeve you have about the understanding of uh, linens and rentals in general. Sure. Oh, that's a great question. Um, the first thing that pops into my head is that we hate saying no. So if there is, you know, we, we obviously feature a lot of different products over a lot of different colors, a lot of different fabrics. Um, and as trends continue to change, we do make sure to stay in front of those textile trends, whether it be a certain color or a certain look that's popular or if it's a certain season that's coming up, we do do our homework and do try to stay in front of those trends. But if there is something that a client's looking for or a couple's looking for that they don't quite see, ask. Because we are always interested in looking into bringing in different lines and new lines, especially if it's a specialty order that we can custom create for you and your clients. That is one of the favorite things to do because that brings out our creative juices with yours you know, getting them their vision. So I encourage anyone to not just take the face value of what they may see or don't see, mm-hmm. but ask further and, and, and allow us to kind of help you get to that point of your creative, you know, journey. Oh my gosh. Are you referencing a time that this maybe happened with me? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't specifically, but no, I do no, no, no. good to know. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I think, and that's something that I've, I've loved about working with, um, Renee and House of Hoff is that I have sometimes gone to them and be like, I don't see this linen anywhere. This doesn't exist, but my client really wants something like X. Do you have fabrics? Do you have materials? And what I loved, loved, loved about what you did in helping with that order that I did before was that the bride was planning her Houston wedding in North Carolina. So she had even no ability to just like stop by the showroom and see anything in person. So she was doing a lot of trust in me being the vendor on the ground. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like there is only so much that like, depending on like the light, the angle, the camera, like, you know, especially if a fabric, like I'm sure you know this, you know, often when you stand in one direction or like take up one step forward, it all of a sudden has like a different tone to it that Mm -hmm. just depends on how the light hits it. And so you're like, well, we can just mail her samples of the different fabrics. And I was like, well, duh. (laughs) but I didn't think about that. And so that was something that you helped facilitate and she saw them in person, picked the one that she loved and produced, I think like 22 brand new Mm -hmm. linens for your inventory. And they were some of my favorites like that I've seen that it was just like, wasn't there, asked for it and you made it happen. Absolutely. And that's one of our newer lines that has been, you know, fun and successful since we brought it in and and you've allowed not only her to kind of have her vision come to life of that picture that she wanted to recreate but also you know have a new availability of a product for other events so yeah that's- so it, it grows not only your inventory but then the the accessibility for people in the market and the area to be able to have that 
to add to their arsenal of design and planning for their special event, whatever it is. Absolutely. I, I like that. You hate to say no. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. So always ask. It isn't, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask. And I, I mean, of course there will be certain things that maybe we have something so similar and so it doesn't make sense to bring in, or if it's, you know, like brown. (laughs) (laughs) Although, although I will say, I just, have you been watching uh, Making the Cut on Amazon? Oh no. Okay. It is uh, basically Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn from Project Uh. Runway, basically doing Project Runway, but on like a whole nother level Mm -hmm. where it's, people who have established brands and they're looking for like the next global brand. And, and so it's pretty intense and pretty cutthroat. I mean, Heidi, as much as I like would love to hang out with her, she seems like a super fun person. So I would love to hang out with her in real life because she seems fun. She's pretty cutthroat on this, but I bring all of that up to say there was a designer who used a brown fabric that I thought was like (laughs) the most gorgeous thing in like a dress. It was like this black and brown, which they always say, never mix your black and brown and like, just don't do it. Just just never. But it looked so beautiful. So uh, I'm maybe my mind is opening up to being (laughs) used as a color outside of like a wood texture or something. There you go. That to say, or bringing it back to the point of if I if I can convince you enough that it makes sense <laughs> to have this beautiful brown, then exactly. you'll make it work. But you're going to assess, obviously, like what you have currently in your inventory. Is it too close? Yeah, like you were saying. Of course. But anything we can do, we, we love to do. So Yeah. Um, and then any, any other things, any pet peeves about the industry in general? Um, just anything you want to get off your chest? Oh, gosh. That, do we have enough time? <laughs> um, we've got a couple more minutes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, bringing it back to the association, you know, I hate to hear that that was your experience the first, you know, kind of first time out the gate. Um, Cause it also makes me wonder who else out there has the same feeling. Yeah. So you're not the only one or the, the only one who, has had that experience or has been afraid to get out there and, and put themselves and connect themselves. Um, so I guess the only thing that I can say to that is just continue to try. And, you know, if, if rising tide is, is something that speaks to you, continue to grow and develop there. And, and maybe those connections can be melded with people that you meet, you know, elsewhere and, yeah. and just continue to, to keep on keeping on. Cause this industry is so relationship based that it there's no connection that is a bad connection in my opinion. Mm, mm. So poignant. <laughs> well, well said. Uh, and then last big question I want to ask, is there anything you want to plug anything going on with you? Are you currently performing at Cirque du Soleil? <laughs> are you having any big linen sales? Uh, any big events? virtually plan for places like NACE that non-members could possibly join in anything plug it Ooh, away yeah absolutely um so we're always having linen sales um whether that be you know I, I don't know that we'll have anything virtually during this time but we're always having product that we're um refreshing and so that means that there's always availability for things to be sold um lots of people love to come get you know, vendors will get linens for their showroom or couples will come and get accent tables or, you know, a couple things, um, 
for their own weddings to be included, you know, to kind of enhance their rentals. So always keep an eye out for that. We'll make sure to post that on social media whenever those are happening. Um, unfortunately, my Cirque du Soleil show is postponed currently. Oh, darn. Um, <laughs> um, I, know you've, I know you've been practicing getting super flexible. I have, you know, those toe touches. <laughs> uh-huh. And then practicing your opera voice as well, because you're <laughs> one of those people that can both do the acrobatics and sing. So it's important to be all encompassing. <laughs> all encompassing. Um, but no, uh, NACE is holding some virtual um, meetings. Uh, in April and May, nothing set just yet. Um, but you know, I encourage everyone to kind of tune into the social media because they'll all be featured there. Um, and those are going to be collaborations with speakers talking about different things, collaborations with other NACE chapters in other cities, which is cool. Mm. Um, so uh, definitely tune in to that. And there's going to be some fun things coming um, everyone's way just on social media for NACE as far as engagement goes and, and to kind of get us through, you know, still connecting with everybody. Perfect. So uh, I know you said social media, where, what is the handle in which one can find NACE at? It is NACE Houston. Beautiful. And for people who are wanting to keep an eye out on those linen sales, what's the handle for House of Hoff? It's just House of Hoff. And how does one spell Hoff? Hoff is H-O-U-G-H. Lovely. I, I asked to say this, but I will always put these links and connections in the episode notes. So it's easy for you to click through and you don't have to necessarily memorize it. But if you are just so like taken by this conversation and you don't even want to have time to go, you want to go straight to Instagram and get this right information, <laughs> vocalize it, verbalize it so you can just quickly hop on over. Um, well, Renee, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I know you this is pretty busy because I think I asked you to like finally pin this down like last Wednesday and you're like, how about next Thursday at 10? And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, she is so busy during this quarantine. So seriously, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us and kind of helping, you know, open my mind as well as hopefully others about the world of networking and and how it can definitely, you know, never be a disservice to you to meet and interact and grow your your connections your contacts um and and just and just just grow network net absolutely absolutely thank you so much for having me i had so much fun of course well have a lovely rest of your day stay healthy stay safe wash your hands do all the things you're supposed to do bow and curtsy now <laughs> and we will check you next time on wed talk Thanks again for joining. You can find all the links to accounts and where to find Renee, House of Hoff, and Nace in the episode details. If you have any questions you want to ask or any topic suggestions you want to hear me tackle, please send an email to wedtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram at, you guessed it, at wedtalkpodcast. Please rate, review, subscribe if you got a moment, and as always, mixing is by me. Sorry about it. Music and logo by Aaron Gaines. Thanks for listening to Wed Talk. Stay safe. Be good. Bye.